You're listening to The C-Dub Show. Visit us on the Say Something Nice podcast network at ssnpodcast.com. Follow us at The C-Dub Show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe to our show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Acast. And now, on to our show. Yo, Mac, I don't even understand how they didn't understand you and that Mary Joy. Yeah, I Keep know, Keep that man. old robotic, futuristic George Jetson yeah, crazy Joy. Just like Juna Blab, robotic kick and flab. A flavor bit of batter, chitter chatter, batter in the mad hat. I bet your rise, come my fatter. I got the data, turn your body into anti-matter. And just like a piece of sizzling, you'll fit inside my stomach with the eggs and grits between. The king is what I mean. I mean, my man, get a cup and put some change inside your hand. Now hold up, let's make this official. Everybody let's agree that MCs need a tissue. The folks my only issue. I bet your mama miss you, and I bet the Mac take off like an MX missile. No more you whining on the charts climbing as I make the funk kicking out my harder than a diamond. And if you didn't know who's rhyming, I guess I'm gonna say Craig Mac with perfect timing. You won't be around next year. My rap's too severe, kicking my flavor in your head. Here comes the brand new flavor in your head. Time for new flavor in your ear. I'm kicking new flavor in your ear. Mac, the brand new flavor in your ear. Craig Mac, 1,000 degrees. You'll be on your knees. Well, hello, everyone. It is it is the newest episode of the C-Dub Show. We are recording this on Sunday, March the 18th. And we all sound like we don't have very much energy. I don't I mean, I know what's going on with, with Court and Caleb on this side of the world. But maybe it's because it's all hazy and ugly here in Oakland. I just... Was, was that you or Caleb? Who did that? That's That was me, but Caleb, Caleb do the whoop whoop. Whoop whoop. You don't want to do it now? Oh my sure. goodness. He is not good at command performances. Um, yeah. Say whoop whoop. Whoop. So there whoop, we go. Whoop. Okay. All right. So, yes, it is Sunday, March the 18th. We are yet just one week away from the C dub, kind of sort of halfway live show. Whoop whoop. whoop, whoop. And apparently, B. Willis is already on her way to Oakland because she is missing in action. <coughs> We don't know where B. Willis is, but we do have Courtney she, and Caleb on the line. On the, aren't they having a storm right now? They in the nor, Nor'easter? They in oh, the Nor'easter? They? I don't the, know. Oh no! I just I just assumed that she was okay. I didn't know they had a storm. But she said I, she don't. I she don't said storms don't bother her. Right. Oh, now he want to whoop whoop. He like yeah. Stuck in a storm. Uh uh-uh. uh. Well, hi, Courtney and Caleb. How are you? We are recovering from uh, the hey. last. We went all winter without um, catching any. So now I have a respiratory virus. Uh-huh. Caleb has a stomach flu. She has stopped throwing up, but the diarrhea. Oh. My life is now with mom. His father was, don't you have diapers for him? No, he's potty trained. Do you do, do you keep diapers around just in case you have diarrhea? What kind of question is that? He's a he's grown. He's he a grown man. Underwear. He's a grown ass man. He doesn't yeah. wear diapers. He doesn't wear diapers. He just goes and just he goes on the pot. 
it can be messy because sometimes he'll miss. Well, he's only like two weeks from uh from the end of potty training, and he's still getting the hang of it. I believe. Am I right or wrong? Um, he's got it down pretty good. He doesn't he doesn't wear diapers at all night overnight. So he's full fully different. Well, good for him. And he's probably saying that he's going to be whoop whoop. Why I tell you to not put the whole cracker in your mouth because you will choke. Black mother moment. Do not put this whole cracker in your mouth. Uh oh. Yeah, Kayla, please don't choke on air. We don't need them kind of black problems on our show. All right. So we are one month post our entrance into Wakanda and we are going to call the theme of this today's show what kind of particular shit is that that's going to be the theme of today's show but I think that there's somebody who can say it a little bit better than I can what kind of particular shit is that that's from our main show say something nice podcast every time you hear either Greg Treblefeet Mitchell say what kind of particular shit is that or if you hear this, what kind of shit is that? Take a drink. We gonna we gonna play a drinking game. Every time you hear that, take a drink. I'm probably the only person on here drinking. I think because you know Court and Caleb are somewhat otherwise. I can have me. I got a little something up in here, but uh, <laughs> you like I got I got something. Just not all of that. So anytime you hear that, and you might hear it a couple of times, because that is going to be the theme of everything that we talk about on today's show. But first, let's get some check-ins. Uh, Courtney, what was your favorite viral video or meme that you saw this week? Uh, let me think. Let me think back. Brain starting is it, is back it going together. <laughs> um. Why don't you go first? Cause let me let me let me scroll my uh saves the, so I can see what well my brain I'm a brain my favorite my favorite viral videos so there's this young lady on the internet that does these petty prayers which I always love the petty prayers but this time she decided to do petty prayers for Wakanda which these days everything is. You know, like we say, for Wakanda. So here go to Petty Prayers. Heavenly Father, I come to you covered in kente cloth and confusion. For I just saw your parable, Black Panther. Oh, and I realize that I have been wandering the wilderness all of my life, dear God. And it is time for me to go into the land of milk and honey. The land of Wakanda. Oh, dear God, when I saw those, those strong warrior women, dear God, with alopecia just like myself, I knew I had found my people. Hey, those wonder women were standing in tight formation, ready to serve at a moment's notice, wearing their red armor. And I realized then they must be members of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Ooh, my soros. Ooh, Dear God, you've been preparing me for this moment all of my life. Even in high school when I was too slow to run track events, dear God, you had me in the field throwing shot put and disc with all the other big girls, dear God, so that I might be able to throw a spear at any enemy of Wakanda. Dear God, I 
kneel here humbly waiting for my bottom lip blue tattoo visa. Dear God, all I ask is that when you send me to Wakanda, that if anyone were to ever try to overthrow the throne, dear God, that you make him ugly. Hmm? Dear God, I mean, I am, I am very happy for the resurrecting power that you gave T'Challa. But you didn't have to kill Killmonger. Or he was too pretty to die. He and all of his keloids could have been an asset. Dear God, to Wakanda, we could have had him work in a bakery or in the post office or wherever else they're hiding all the light-skinned men in Wakanda, dear God. Oh, I just ask that you let him be ugly. Like a Flavor Flav or a Cookie Monster or something. Just something unappealing to me. But I thank you for all these things. I thank you for your Holy Spirit, also known as Vibranium. All these things I pray. Amen. That was my favorite video, clearly, because, you know, I love the Lord and I love Wakanda, so it all... You love the Lord. I love the Lord <laughs> and I love Wakanda, so it all made perfect sense <clears throat> for me. Amen. And then when she said her, when she hit her amen, she hit the Wakanda salute at the same time, which I think is, we should all do that now. I'm going to tell my church that they need to do that on the usher board, just when y'all go into prayer position, y'all just need to hit the Wakanda salute from now on. It just makes sense. Just how it should be. <laughs> Did you find what your check-in meme was for today? It was. And I think people have probably seen this, but it's still kind of like a little bit of a favorite of mine. It's like, I want to look like a snack, but I keep... And I feel all of that because, you know, people are... Now we're in March. Summer will be here shortly. So people are like, oh... You know, all the, the Herbalife folks are like, oh, don't you want to get in shape for summer? Yeah. And it's like, not really. Not really. No, no, I don't. <laughs> I never know like, that. I they do, do kick it in the overdrive right about this time, don't they? Because it's three months before it's like we're in actual summer. And it's like, hey, why don't you? And it's like, I don't, though. I, I don't. Because I like fried meat. Because you like snacks. Cause I like snacks, like but you are what you eat, I like so snacks. I am a snack. <laughs> what? Did he say I like snacks? You like snacks? You like snacks, too? Are you a snack? <laughs> You're not going to eat a bar right now. You need to eat crackers or tummy. Not yeah, tell you he needs some. What well, what did the old people give you? They give you crackers and some Seven Up, <coughs> and it always seemed to work like, out. Did you give him trail? I'm like, no, because he's like, <laughs> like a, a child. So no, I didn't. I'm like that carbonation doesn't always help all the time when you're that young. I'm like, he's not seven, so we don't. No, you're not. We don't. You are know. definitely just made. Oh, but yes, also this past week was Caleb's birthday. Woo! I'm not 40, Caleb. Shut up. If you have not seen the video of Caleb proclaiming that Courtney is 40 on Facebook, I will repost it because children tend to tell the truth that we don't want to hear. And I'm just playing. <laughs> you got your nerves since you are literally 11 months I am 10 months from Fort. No, nine months from, no, 11 months from Your Fort. birthday's in February. <laughs> I, I think I say last episode, I keep forgetting what month it is. No, February. 
stop stop throwing stuff all right well let's go on into the news for today like i said all the theme of everything that we talk about is gonna be what kind of shit is that not what kind of shit what kind of shit is that but first we must mourn the death of craig mack who we played at the beginning of the show who died at the age of 46 on tuesday it was so sad out of nowhere um I didn't see an official account of how he died. I did see Kevin Powell talk about some things that had gone on with him since he rose to fame. And then, of course, that was in the late early 90s and what he had been doing since. But it was just kind of a shock. Like, 46, I'm only 39, as we just stated. And um, 94, when that song was out, that was my freshman year in college. I thought I was doing something. And now he just gone. So, rest in peace, Craig Mack. Did you even know who Craig Mack was, Courtney? Did you know yes, I knew who Craig Mack was. Oh, okay. I just <laughs> she can hear you. Everyone can hear you saying hi, okay? I just have to check in because I don't know what you and B. Willis be knowing. So, well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you have respect for the pioneers of hip hop because some of these others, like these tattooed face little white rappers, ain't got no respect for the what game. What was of that? A, who is Little Zan? And what? Some little kid. I guess he got like 150,000 followers on YouTube, which I guess is the new gold sale record standing these days. But him, somebody told me that there's some other rapper who I didn't look up because it would make me too mad. There's another rapper that they students be listening to who literally dresses up literally like a clown. But they like all love his music. Like he's a clown with dreadlocks and he just like yells. Um, And I told her, I said, you know, that's what, <coughs> that's what these kids, so many of these young white rappers are coming out. And this is what they, this is what they think about you. What Ice Cube said, this is what they think about you. So that particular kid, Little Zan or whatever, said that uh, Tupac would wasn't shit or something. I don't know. He said Tupac was boring, and it's like who? First of all, Little Zan. I'm like, is this a girl or like who is this? Who I you? thought it was Sean at first because I was like, who is this? And then it's like just I don't know. I don't know. Some stuff is like. You might have that opinion, but you just don't even need to, like, bring that up. Like, wh- what was the point of you even bringing that up? You don't get to say that Tupac, because, I mean, Tupac is not, honestly, he's not one of my favorite rappers, but I I have no skin and no kind of game to be going off at the mouth. And no, he was on, was it not Revolt, Revolt one, of the, one of these hip-hop channels that interviewed him about his YouTube success. And that was where he proclaimed that that um, that Tupac was boring. Just another tattooed face opioid rapper. And I read an article that said that we need to put all of these little opioid rappers into their own genre. This, you know, they they own genre hip hop. Let them have that over there. Let let them do that over there. But speaking of what kind of shit is that? What we, kind of shit is that? <laughs> what? Do not take that off of my headphones. All right, so we got to have our weekly Wakanda check-in. So it looks like as of today, um, Black Panther, number one, it has made one point, one point, almost $1.2 billion worldwide. It has made, wait, let me get the official weekend number, not that number. It has made... 
come on, 1. Point, I'm sorry, 1.18 global, 605 million domestic. And then on top of that, this week it went head up with the with Tomb Raider and beat the crap out of Tomb Raider this this weekend. Um, so yeah, it's still going strong, which means I still have enough time, I think, to publish my think piece about it, right, Courtney? Or no? Is it has too much time? Uh, wait, you haven't put up a think piece about about black no, cancer? I know I, I got too bogged down in my think piece about scandal and how to get away with murder. Ah, Do I still got time. Shush, little boy. Nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> I still have time. I think. I think. And then I was watching How to Get Away with Murder earlier. I I got another idea for that because now this whole. So I actually finally watched that episode. Oh, okay. And what'd you think? So I haven't watched Scandal. I haven't watched it at all this season. And I don't think I finished last season even really. I can't remember if I did or not. I'm not punching you. What do you mean? Oh, Lord. That's not what she said, people that's listening. <laughs> and so, um. Punch you in the ear? What kind of games do y'all play at school? <laughs> they be playing them kind of games. That's why they be man. What kind of what kind of shit is that? What yeah, kind what? of shit is that? Yes. Stop. Um, girl, he said punch me in the ear. What? Oh no! Punch you in the ear. I'm not it. punching you in the ear. So you said that you, you sound disappointed. Episode... Oh, wait, wait, hold on. This is taking a turn. I'm not punching you in the ear. Push what? your ear. Oh, push your ear. Oh. Oh. I hope you're not okay. getting an ear infection. Oh no, I do this. Th oh, he likes it when I um. <laughs> When I clean his ear with the washcloth. Ooh, okay. I like to clean my ear with a Q-tip. I think you're not supposed to, but. You're not, but I don't understand how else do you clean an ear. I don't know either. And it's, it's so stress. It's stress relief. I don't so, know why. Me. You saw how my voice just went, ooh, cleaning your ear with a Q-tip. Anyway, back to How to Kayla. Get Away with Murder. You saw the episode of How to Get Away with Murder, the crossover episode. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so yeah, I finally saw that, and so, um, so there's there there's some missing con shh, there's some missing context for me on why um Olivia actually left the White House, and um I didn't know she had become chief of staff. Oh yeah, for Melly, which is super problematic. Mm -hmm. um, for me, just the fact that they're Caleb. High five. High five, guys. Okay, whatever. Um, High five. Caleb, stop, please. Uh. Um. So yeah, there was some missing context for me, but um, it it was just it was cool to see Olivia Pope and Annalise Keating go toe to toe because they both have their shit and are problematic for different reasons. Mm -hmm. And um, I uh, I liked it. I liked it. 
it was pretty good i think the best part was that you didn't have to you didn't really have to because i have missed i i did was still watching how to get away with murder when i'm sorry scandal when um olivia became chief of staff but that's around when i stopped and then i started back at some point where quinn got killed and then i come back to this episode and quinn is alive so i don't know anything that's going on with that all i know is between the two of them it was great tv and i know that coming back from that story arc i'm so bored now and that's kind of mm. how i feel about uh this is us too so this is us recently did a, a whole episode where they basically paralleled Randall's life as a, a black adoptee with Deja's life as a black adoptee and their how their stories go together. So the whole episode was pretty much what we all say that we want the Randall show. That's what the whole episode was. And then this episode from this past week was Kate's wedding. And I was just like, ugh. It was such a downer for me. I was like, we just need the Randall show. Because I can't stand Kate. I can't stand Toby. We just need the Randall show. And that's kind of how I felt about the scandal, how to get away with murder crossover. Like, you had all the, the you know, every black person that that uh, Shonda could bring up except for Miranda Bailey, which she should have figured out a way to get Miranda Bailey there, um, was on that episode. And now this new episode that I just saw. So in the this crossover episode, um, Michaela, who was the black intern, ends up... Um, dealing with Marcus, who is Olivia's black intern, and they end up um, sleeping together. And on the post episodes, Michaela finally tells her boyfriend, quirky white Asher, that she slept with Marcus. And so now it's this whole thing about him shaming her and how he knew the first time he saw her with... Basically, the first time I saw you with this black dude, I knew that you were going to mess with him. And all, it was just... It's too much. And that's... Yeah. But I did love those episodes. So, I'm glad that you saw it. Um, so, back to our Wakanda watch. Post-Wakanda, we already got the numbers um, that it trounced Tomb Raider. And in some more, if you can do it, I can do it better news. Ava DuVernay has signed on to direct DC's New Gods. Is that B. Willis? Wait, didn't I just hear B. Uh -oh. Willis? Hello? You heard something. I heard B. Willis come on, but and hopefully she will greet us. Um, so Ava DuVernay signed Holy on God. to direct DC's Holy New Gods. God. Now, our good friends over at Say Something Nice did tell me that DC's New Gods, as it currently exists in the DC universe, is not explicitly a black story. But I'm like, come on. They signed her on right after um, Black Panther made a billion dollars. They're going to do what they Hello? can to get. There you go. Oh, my God. Out thought and around. There you go. Oh, maybe she wasn't because she don't sound like she just was thought around. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Oh, what's up? Sorry. I was definitely sleeping. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. You, you, you spent a full night out thought and around? Right. Huh? Because you spent a full night out thought and around? Mm-mm. That don't sound like no, nope, unfortunately. <laughs> okay, we gonna... Are you? Is it? Is it Nor'easter? Stop! Uh -huh. What is the problem? What? Is oh no, we didn't get any of that snow. Are you trying to put it back on? So Caleb okay, is currently we'll just turn it has a, a doll over there that won't turn around the right way, and he keeps being pretty upset about it. So, but we were actually talking about. 
You thought Caleb was what? Sleeping the whole day. Oh, I was sleeping the whole day. He's oh. feeling better, but he just still has tummy issues. Grab it. Okay. I'm gonna take the toy away if you're just gonna be upset uh -oh. and not even just try. So, Courtney, I'm sorry, B Willis, we were talking about how the other um, DC signed Ava DuVernay on to direct new guides. And since you are a comic person, maybe you can make sure that what I'm what I was saying was correct. I was told that new guys is not explicitly an african-american story but i said that i believe you know signing on right after black panther they're gonna do what they can to bring as much afrocentrism to it as possible what do you think um i don't know dc comics so it probably is i don't know well it probably is diverse and um i got the dc people saw their movie universe as like anything catch up with Marvel since they started and um I don't know the move on the surface the movies look like Marvel got a black director and it worked out so let's get a black director but also underneath that who knows maybe um Ava can do something with them that she wasn't able to do Marvel because Marvel did Go to her first to direct Black Panther, but she turned them down because she wasn't able to do some things that she wanted to do with the movie. Oh. So maybe she's able to do that with DC. Interesting. Well, that will be a very interesting movie. I have not seen any type of dates or anything on it, but I do know that the new Avengers, which will have both um, T'Challa and the Dora Milaje, is set to be in theaters in April. Um, so this will be, besides me backtracking to see Wonder Woman again for three times this past week, this will be my first comic film that I see post Black Panther. So that should be an interesting, an interesting You know what, with, with Black Panther, I, I keep forgetting that there's people that don't watch comic book movies, and I'm just like, what do you mean, you... Like when people say, oh, Avengers is going to have Black Panther, I'm like, yeah, it's the Avengers. Like, everybody watches the Avengers, and I got to remember everybody watches the Avengers. Right. Because I've seen every single Marvel movie since it's kind of come out. And every, I've seen every single DC movie, even though they're horrible. Ugh. And that's what I, the other thing that I noticed, too, when I watched Wonder Woman, I was like, this is just the storyline. Like I told you, the fact that they let Ryan do more things and the, you know bring Oakland and everything into it and Wonder Woman was just straight up from the 50s comics it was like come on that's ain't there's nothing to that but did you see that um DeWanda Wise from She's Gotta Have It stepped down from the next Captain Marvel because she is a it, it's conflicting with her shooting schedule um for season two of She's Gotta Have It I just saw that actually like an hour ago so yeah I thought yeah I, for, I forgot the name of the young lady that they replaced her with but okay well, hey, they must be giving her a hell of a lot of money. Over Why there. does that need a season two? Dun, dun, dun. Does that really need a season two? Well, it depends. Yeah, so we could finally see her get together with Opal and make it permanent. Stop dealing with the fuck niggas. I think it needs a season two. The only thing, only thing, the only place that I differ is with her and Opal, because you know I had issues with her and Opal, and and since then I have developed more issues with her and Opal. But maybe she'll get it right this time with Opal. But I think it needs a season two. 
just not with uh Jamie. Not Jamie. Which one was the the one that we said was gay? Uh I forgot. I forgot all their names already. Alright, so let's go ahead and move on. Oh, B. Willis, since you missed it, today's theme is what kind of shit is that? So everything falls into the line of what kind of shit is that? And every time that you either hear... Oh, wait, no. Well, that was nothing. You couldn't hear that. Hold on. Every time that you hear... particular shit is that? Or if you hear... What kind of shit is that? You got to take a drink. <laughs> so, I'm what? of whatever it is you got next to you, I got vodka. It <laughs> so, I don't have anything. Well, drink some hot chocolate because I know it's cold over there. All right, so not actually, he had a sixty degree, fifty to sixty degree today. It was very warm. Did you say fifty to sixty degrees? I'm not. I'm not going down that road with you. Oh, no, I refuse. The sun was out and everything. That's freezing cold. Move your hand. What? Sixty <laughs> degrees even to y'all is cold. If we got that that wind chill factor, yes. I'm telling you, watch. Be okay. willing to be here next weekend, and we gonna He's see. It like we gonna all see y'all. All right, so let's go on to the next the next topic. So recently, now that OJ Simpson is out of jail, he just oh, running his gosh. mouth all over the place. He had that well, special. That, did you you watch the special? That right, interview. The interview was from 2006. So before he went to jail for that whole um, memorabilia situation, he did. This was an interview that was supposed to come out concurrently with the book If I Did It or whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. He So this interview was from like 12 years ago, which I don't even know like what the point of this one, I just need to say, like, if you write the book, okay, it's a weirdo. I think we knew that already. But people keep saying, uh, what was his name? Uh, Tariq Nasheed was like on. Uh oh, did we lose everybody? You guys, you still there? I am. Oh, we lost we lost Courtney. Oh goodness. Okay. Well, I'm gonna find Courtney and go ahead and finish in introducing the subject. So he did the interview, um, and it they actually turned it into a special called If Did OJ Do It? And I did not get to watch it. Courtney got to watch it, which is what makes me very upset that she has dropped off. Um, because apparently everyone who I saw that was watching it in my timeline was like, shut this fool up. Like you is out of jail now. And now you just over here, just talking, 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 but also posting. I thought she, I thought she said, didn't it, I thought it happened a long time ago and they just now airing it or is that not? Um, but I don't know what the, so if they're, when they're just now airing it, did he have to give permission for them to go ahead and air it or how did that work? Do you know? Yeah. I don't know, but the nigga does need to stop talking. And I mean, it's just he doesn't. It's like um, he truly is a like brainwashed individual. Yeah. Like he, and I think it's because he spent. Well, not I think I know it's because he spent so much time around white folks, and spent so much time around white folks loving him, that like he is just. 
it, he it's weird because he wants to step in and out of his blackness whenever he wants to and like will and this is like an instance where he wants to step out of it and just be cocky as fuck mm. but like white people don't fucking love you anymore dude like you're just a nigga to them <laughs> right and and, and like you just keep talking if you saw that other documentary on ESPN where they talk about his slow descent into, I don't want to say descent into internalized racism because it was clearly already there, but just for them to explore it the way that they did was crazy. That was the one, I think it was ESPN, because there's been a couple of documentaries. That was a few mm-hmm. years ago. But most recently... Yeah, I saw, I saw, I saw that, and, and it, was, um, it was perfect because it just perfectly talked about how he never saw himself as a black man until it was time for him to use black people, specifically mm-hmm. black women, mm-hmm. to get out of um, killing his fucking wife and her lover. And but he like about how much he how much he wanted the approval of white people. It talked about the type of things that he did when he was at SC before he even got into the league. The type of things mm-hmm. he did at SC to separate himself from black people. Hmm. But and now, like he's he's talking like he's white, like he he, he like this is a t- this is a type of cocky bullshit you see white people do. And I don't even know too many rich. He, I don't even know too many rich black people who do cocky shit like this. Well, because if I if I were to kill person. my wife, this is what it would be like. What? Well, that's because that's because he's gotten away with it like a white person. Like he got away with it and then he, you know, ended up getting in trouble again for running his mouth and not even running his mouth. I mean, the reason they got him was bullshit as far as, you know, getting his own stuff back. But he was before that even doing hella shit because he felt like he got away with it. So you go to prison, you stay there for however long, you get out. To me, you go off to an island somewhere and you just, because these people are going to be on your ass for the rest of your fucking life. But no, he decides to continue to align himself with white people. And so he made the statement in an interview, his first interview in a very long time, where he says, wait, hold on. He says, I think Colin made a mistake. I really, speaking of Colin Kaepernick, I really appreciate what he was trying to say. I thought he made a bad choice in attacking the flag. And Jamel Hill comes back and says, I think you made a bad choice in killing your wife. What's your point? I said, I can't. I'm so done. Um, But it's funny to me that whenever people are interviewing somebody, they always are asking them what they think about Colin Kaepernick. When it has nothing to do with Colin Kaepernick. And why do you feel like you need to give a response? What do you think about his statement on Colin Kaepernick? Um, it's bullshit. (laughs) Wait, I'm trying to get Courtney back. Wait, hold on. All right, so we will move on from OJ Simpson because what kind of shit is that? What kind of particular shit is that? Um, next up, we're going to jump down to, um, the GOP candidate that called the Parkland student a skinhead lesbian. So this is the one that I tagged you in the other day, B. Willis, where I said that it's, it's kind of like you always say that white people don't love each other. Um, so you have the GOP candidate from Maine who was running for, let me see what he was running for. He was running for a house. He was running for the state house. 
um, and he called the Florida high school shoot um, shooting survivor who we've seen a lot of. Uh, her name is Emma Gonzalez, and he called her a skinhead lesbian. Specifically, he said that she was a skinhead lesbian and called another one a bald-faced liar. Oh, okay. And said that there was nothing that there was nothing that this about this skinhead lesbian that impressed him because you know of course we've talked a lot about how the media has propped up the Parkland um, survivors students for starting a movement um, as being impressive and being smart and all that great stuff. But he said that there was nothing to listen to there. Um, it was interesting to me though that just because she opposed your views, you're gonna basically eat your own child. That's what you basically are doing. Like mm-hmm. you don't even care that this is a child. You just gonna come at her anyway. It makes no sense. Didn't didn't he step down? He did step down. Yes, he did. I mean, how do you? I would say, how do you recover from that? But it's Maine. He might have recovered from that. But I guess you know, someone told him that he wouldn't. I don't. Here in California, I adamantly say there's no coming back from that. But when it gets over to them eastern seaboard states, I just don't know. I do not know. He did step down. Let me see. And that's all they really said about it. He was running unopposed, actually. And now that he has stepped down, there's there's a new Republican and a Democrat who are both running. Mm-hmm. I don't still don't think that that's a race worth watching. <laughs> I mean, you know, white people don't love each other. No. Not even they own children. I keep saying that all the time. Not even they don't. Own there's no sense of community. This is why they always trying to steal our shit. There's no sense of community amongst them. They just don't love each other. But why <laughs> is that though? Is it because we had our our community had to develop? That's what I've always we talk about how white people don't have the same sense of community. They don't have a sense of of cousin culture or or. Um, created family culture that people of color have is it because we had to create that and they didn't um i think it's because they come from i mean we're talking about europeans so (laughs) they come their ancestors are historically always trying to take 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 and gain without appreciating what they already have and usually what you already have is the community around you and while you know people of color their ancestors have historically always not only had to appreciate what they already have but also had to make do with uh, what they have after shit was taken from them, <laughs> right? Like, so it like we were not only were we not only did we have different customs and a different way of life, but then we were also forced to just make a better way of life with, with the shit that was handed to us from Europeans. <laughs> so I don't know. I just think it's like history. I mean, there could be a subset. I mean, you know what? Though I'm not even gonna say all Europeans because there's different customs and shit that like let's say greek folks or that this shit that they do that remind me of black folks i just think i don't know maybe it's just the whites whose ancestors hail from england (laughs) (laughs) maybe i mean because the spaniards and because like like i said the greek folks even italian folks like they got some custom shit that remind me of people of color 
So I don't know. Maybe it's the pasty ones um, from Britain and the likes. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the pasty ones. That's gonna be the subtitle of child. And then and then you, obviously when they got to the Americas, you know they became new whites. That's when they actually became white. I should say. So you know them types. Wait, you you said they they became what? I said you know once they once the Europeans got to the Americas, that's when they actually became white. So not only you know I guess the ones that hail from England, not only do not they did not have it, but then it was a whole new white culture created when they got to the Americas that these folks is a descendant of now. So and that ain't and that's bullshit. Well. I think that the pasty whites will be the well, not the pasty whites, just the pasty ones. Not specifically <laughs> the pasty whites, but the pasty ones will be the subtitle of today's episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, still. So we right now we are on the not so happy or funny. What kind of shit is that? So we already didn't got through GOP candidate who didn't ate his arm by calling the, the student a skinhead lesbian. Next up, Dylan Roof's sister is arrested. So, <clears throat> Dylan Roof, we if, for those of you who have been living under a rock the last few years and ho- don't know who Dylan Roof is, Dylan Roof was the white boy who shot up um, Mother Emanuel Church um, in Charleston, North Carolina. Um, his sister was arrested on Wednesday on drugs and weapons charges after she, after she made an alarming social media post about National Walkout Day. Um, so it looks as if they, she was found with marijuana, pepper spray, and a knife on school grounds after sharing a Snapchat post about how she wished students protesting gun violence on Wednesday would get shot. So I saw another friend who said, so basically this family is a terrorist cell. Okay, well, at least now we all know. That's that's the the only good thing that I can say about, not even good, just what... Yeah, I don't have nothing else to say about that. Do you have anything else to say about that? I don't. Are we surprised? No. Is anybody surprised? I do have. They're all trash. Thing. Pretty much, like it, it's the culture. People always want, and to me, that also defeats the whole thing that people say about when they say, "Oh, they were mentally unstable, or they suffered a mental break." No, that's a family bread to be violent. Caleb, can you guys hear us? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Caleb's like, can you hear me? Like, oh my God. Did you tell him to do that? No, he's just like entering his full-blown parrot phase. But... Oh my goodness. It was so perfect. Like we was in here talking. The next thing we heard was Caleb, can you hear me? So well, we were talking about Dylan Roof's sister. Caleb, yes, stop. Yes, we hear you now, Caleb. We were talking about Dylan Roof's sister who was arrested with marijuana and a knife um, after posting a Snapchat about how she wished that all the students protesting gun violence would get shot. And I was just telling B. Willis, to me, that that proves that it's not about mental illness. It's really about people raising their families on hate and violence. Like, it wasn't yeah. just him. It wasn't just him. Now his sister, his sister is basically pro-guns. The sister is somebody who killed nine people in a church. That tells you what you need to know. You can't even denounce, like, so it's like she doesn't denounce what her brother did, obviously, because she's also saying, like, the protesters are black, which a lot of them are not. 
So most of them are not. Yeah, most of them are not even black on yeah. top of everything. Because uh, specifically black people yeah. get killed. Even like our situation. No, I'm not opening this. Um, But yeah, so that's all. That's all I can say about that. It's a family raised on violence, a community raised on violence, and like B. Willis said, the pasty whites, or I'm sorry, the pasty ones. You missed that. That's that's the quote of the day. The pasty ones. All right, which also goes into the next story about the Parkland shooter. So in the in the interest of spin spin spinning about the mental stability of the parkland shooter we learned that all the poor parkland shooter once watched his father die you know what i don't know and i didn't look up the rest of it because i don't care that don't there's a whole bunch of people who didn't wait a minute who die. is learning anything about this man like i don't even am, am i not just are they still talking about him on the news? I, I'm not following none of this bullshit, to be honest. This is why... What, what's going on? So basically, like this... Caleb, shush. Happened, so basically, he gave a non a not guilty plea mm-hmm. to, to shooting 17 people, so... White people for you. I'm not guilty of shooting 17 people, even though, like, basically, there's, like, thousands of witnesses... Plus, like, you guys found me running from law enforcement and a bunch of guns at the house. But, you know, I'm not guilty, though. So, like, okay, sure. So, it's like, oh, he watched his father die. And it's like, so? What do that have to do with the TN China? Who cares? That don't have to do, but that's the spin, spin, spin. Like, the only people who are still trying to get into his psyche is people who are trying to figure out why would he do this? Why would he? He did it because... Because he, he wanted to. I was about to say because he white. Niggas watch their fathers die every day, B. Right. And ain't nobody went out and <laughs> shot up a school. I got students right now that didn't watch fathers die. One student showed me a picture of his mama that was Just murdered. Uh, people, people, brothers didn't get got killed and they ain't shot up nobody. And then went to a uh, subway Talk to get a subway sandwich. We also talk about how this walk up, not walk out, is just some also some some nonsense that's been. Please created. explain that to me because I saw it and I said I I didn't want to read it. Please tell me what it is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand. I mean, I saw a little bit of it and I was like, whatever. I'm I've been dismissing that a lot of that stuff. You, instead of instead of walking walk out, you should out, step up. Walk, walk out movement was supposed to be instead of participating in an organized demonstration against gun violence for stricter gun control what mainly white people are asking students to do is not walk out but walk up and go make friends with a quiet person who doesn't have any friends and let's all be nice to one another haven't they seen 13 uh, 13 reasons why on Netflix where the girl still uh, was fucking with everybody and made them want to kill themselves (laughs) my thing is like one this is some bullshit because it's like go up, make a friend, and let's stop alienating people. First of all, like this whole narrative that school shooters are being bullied in in mass and are being you be quiet. Um, this is this whole narrative, it, and it just all fits into like allowing white people to not take responsibility for themselves. A lot of these school shooters 
are the bullies. And especially we want to talk about Nicholas Cruz, the Parkland shooter. He was showing up to school with guns, threatening people with guns. I'm sorry, but if Caleb was in school with him, I don't want Caleb to walk up and be friends with and him. And shake his hand. Exactly. That's the, type of, that's the type of fool that will become your friend and y'all sitting up in the car somewhere talking about y'all feelings and he decides that y'all each, each need to shoot each other. No, I don't know. I don't want my child to be his friend at all. It is like, for, like you telling me that my child needs to go up to someone who's been bringing guns to school and be friends with and them? And be their friend. No, That'll, no. That will stop no, him from bringing guns to school. Now, so, also, but there's also the whole thing is, you know, you have... We have students every day who are suspended from school, who are expelled from school for having guns. How in the world do you think, number one, for one minute you say that they should tell you, they should say something if they see something. The other minute you say that they should just become their friends to stop them from bringing the guns. So what is it that you actually want them to do and how do they differentiate who, hint, hint, that they do this for? And my whole issue with like the whole walk up movement is you're blaming the students for one, it's like it's 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 very unlikely that the entire school is bullying one person. And I'm not saying some of the school shooters maybe haven't been bullied and that the, the whole shooting was their breaking point. But if we're we're talking about this one right now, no, he was not being bullied. He was a bully, and the reason his ass didn't have no friends is because he was showing up to school threatening people with guns, and that's why his ass didn't have no friends. Because who wants to be friends with the person walking up to people threatening them with guns? With guns. Like who wants to be friends with you? So I had to fight with the kid right like i have i have real like i have real issues with you expecting kids to want to be friends with people who are bringing guns who are doing just real weird wild shit like i have issues with that i can say that right now i'm talking about kids okay whatever so stop okay don't talk to the kids like that okay and also, like, a lot of people are pointing out that this is victim blaming. Telling kids, like, if you would have been nicer, the weirdo wouldn't have came and shot up your school is victim blaming. But and my whole what? thing that's is the new thing that we're teaching kids because it's not even just with shooting victims. That's the new thing with um the, where they didn't want you to they didn't want you to not accept a boy's invitation to the dance. What school was that that said that the girls were not allowed to um reject the boy because they were blaming girls for being I don't even have the boys. But I, I no, you don't have to accept anyone's damn invitation. They have a daddy. Okay. Like you you are not you're not gonna be forcing people to go on dates with people. That just reeks of rape like, culture. That's just that's just setting the stage. That's just rape culture. That's just setting the stage for um let's ignore consent of young women. And I'm just not down for that. If a girl tells K dance, you know, you don't get everything that you want in life, and that's fine. You just ask someone else or go alone or whatever. Go with some friends. It's really okay if one person doesn't go to the prom with you. You'll live. You'll be all right. This whole victim blaming. And I feel like it takes away. It takes the responsibility off of the shooter. It takes the responsibility off of the parents who should pay more attention to their kids in the first place. Because, you know, they, they always try to, they do this to black parents a lot, that we're not paying enough attention to our kids. But when it comes to white no attention. shooters, 
there's no mention of the parents weren't paying enough attention. Like, do you keep a, a, a record tally of all the guns that you own in your house? Because they're getting guns from the house to go shoot up the school. Do you know where your guns are all the time? Are your guns locked up? Are you paying attention to your How kids? does your, how does your child have assault rifles in their room? Just chilling and you don't know it. But then on top of that, by victim blaming, it also takes it, once again, we have to keep repeating and saying it takes it off of the FBI and law enforcement who knew. Everybody knew that this boy was doing this. And nobody and nobody wanted to take him out of school. Nobody wanted to arrest him. Nobody wanted to do anything. Nobody wanted to be responsible for it. Now you have people dead and now they still shifting the blame for everybody but themselves. So... So yeah, my whole thing is like go up, go tell go tell their parents to go walk up to them and give them a hug. Cause that's not my son's responsibility to make sure that the, the emotional security of a student he might not even know gonna walk up and, and shoot up the school. Well, you know, kids always know who the scary kids are. And that's what the other thing is that you guys are not they're not giving kids enough agency as far as their discernment of who you know there are kids that are unrightfully you know pushed to the back or, or don't have friends that is very true I'm not saying that that's not true at all but at the same time kids know who the scary kids at school are or like let's let's just be real about it there are some students that might get that that name or that title you know with, with no real reason but at the same time kids have a very good idea of who they shouldn't be around trust me i didn't seen it they know who they shouldn't um, if it, I'm not going to say that everybody who doesn't have friends means that they are some scary child that don't need to have friends. But kids kids get word around. They get word around, of course, before an admin knows. Such and such got a gun in his locker, bro. Yeah, they know who got guns in their lockers. They know who is in the bathroom uh, smoking whatever they smoking. They know that way better than any of us know. So we should give them a little bit more credit for knowing what's going on in their own school and who they should stay away from. I'm just saying. I could be wrong though. Maybe that's just my school. I do work at the Richard. Oh my goodness, I said that on. I'm gonna have to edit that out. I'm officially at school for another year. I done signed on to do one more again. And I'm gonna be the oh, leadership really? teacher and everything. Yeah, but this year I'm gonna actually be an English teacher. So I'm happy for that. Praise the Lord. Praise him. Oh, I might shout on that note. Ooh. I'm gonna actually be <laughs> I'm gonna be teaching English and leadership all them kids gonna hate me because i i came up on some some very strict leadership teacher who taught us everything about organizing that's what i told them when we had our walkout and they had this little rally that was not even organized by the leadership kids it was actually organized by the school which i got up on the stage and told him like this ain't nobody walkout i said you supposed to walk out and actually disrupt the flow of the institution i said look around you ain't nobody stopped because it was during the passing period i said ain't nobody stopped I said, but it, I said, you know, it's on us as educators. We're supposed to be the ones teaching you about movement building and organizing, and we are not doing that. All we're teaching you is how to organize proms and rallies. Mm -hmm. So, of course, that meant that promptly on Friday, the principal showed up at my door to ask me if I want to be the leadership teacher. <laughs> yeah. I, have, I take offense to um, teaching you how to do... Uh, Dances and rallies because I was chairperson of the student council dance committee my senior no, no, year. No. Let me explain because I was on the leadership team too. But the problem is, is when all you're teaching them 
is how to throw proms and rallies. You're supposed to be teaching them how to organize and throw proms and rallies and how to marry that with their community work so that they learn how to actually build community, right? But all they're doing is going out, getting a venue. They might not even be doing that these days. A lot of times you got these leadership teachers that's doing most of the work for the kids. So that's the problem is that they're supposed to be leadership, even though you are running the student community, you are supposed to be learning how to run your community at large by running your student community. And they're not doing that. So Miss Carolyn will have to come in and save everything. All right. So on to our last, what, what kind of shit is that? Not last one, but last sad one. Not even sad. It's not fun. Bill said, um, don't say that. He said, don't say sad. Said, don't say what kind of shit is that. Shit. Oh, what kind of stuff is that? Is that okay, Caleb? Producer. Okay. <laughs> he really think he's the producer. Okay, Danny Vasquez, who is apparently a major leaguer. Um, there was a video that surfaced of him beating. Ugh, he beat that girl. Beat her up and down the steps in his own stadium. It was caught by the stadium cameras. This was about a year ago. And they were. It was just released. I believe it was by TMZ. And then a few a few days later, after the video footage was released, there was news that came out that he he was with the girl that he beat for a couple of months after that video was shot. But then he promptly went out and got another girlfriend who is now engaged to this man who is on video beating up his last girlfriend. I don't think that there is much that we can say about this. I just say that I'm I'm sad for this girl. Um, we've had. Um, I don't think he's he's not in the major leagues. He's not. Oh, he's not, oh, he's he, not major. Yeah, no, he's not in the major leagues. He might be in. What? I don't know how to. I know the minor leagues, and I don't know how the minor leagues work. But I know that minor leagues are where people hey, go you. to kind of get rec- recruited to the major leagues. But he wasn't in the major leagues yet. So he he is because a minor league is owned by a major league team, but you're not on their major team. You're on their farm team that they call up when they need a player. Is that what he was on a minor league team? So he was. Okay, you fools. Oh what? Yeah, he was like yeah. It was basically that. He was. I think he was supposed to go to like. He was supposed to go to the Detroit Tigers, and then I think he was also supposed to go to the Houston, Houston something. I don't know, but I don't think he was like on a team yet. Oh. Okay, wait, Courtney said, well, I can hear Caleb beating on the phone. But yeah, it says that he posted the video of his be- of him with the, the young lady that he beat in October 2016. And they're smiling together. And then later on, he actually got engaged to, or it says married. I'm actually currently married and not with the girl with whom I had the incident. Um, I don't know. There's a lot that actually goes with that because you don't know if he still has the same behavior with the new girl. Um, you can assume that he has a very similar relationship. And I guess I, for me, somebody who has, you know, who came from a family of who was not a, not abusive, but I mean, a cheater is a cheater. That's what my dad was. My dad was a cheater. Um, and you wonder about the person who ends up getting with this person who has had this pathological behavior. And who knows about the pathological behavior. So I just worry mm-hmm. for the girl. I hope that she is a safe is safe. I hope that the other girl got help. And that's I guess all we can do. I just wonder, I didn't see, and maybe you saw why did it suddenly come out a year later when he's already with somebody else? 
The police released it. Oh, actually. Oh, there you go. The police released it. But why did they release it? Just um, I guess it it becomes public knowledge after a while. I guess I don't know why they released it, but it re- they released it. Or not the police, but yeah, the police. Yeah, they released it. Interesting. What were you gonna say, Courtney? You were gonna say something about the about the guy. It's it's interesting to me because so he got whatever team he's was playing for this week released him because of the whole beating. And it just reminds me of like the whole Ray Rice situation where like the NFL knew about him knocking Janae Rice unconscious. Mm-hmm. Released into the public and the, there's a public outcry. Then they, they decide to then punish them more severely to save face. And it's like maybe, maybe if you all took this stuff seriously from the jump found out about and made that made made this a part of like your part of your um you know code of conduct and made domestic violence something that you really strive to eradicate in professional sports. You wouldn't have these situations, so be part of you know um, such a, a common backdrop with professional athletes that they just, see, you know, of course, it's not everybody, but like a lot of them seem to have like issues with slapping their girlfriends and wives around. Mm-hmm. With with no with with no thought about it because they don't have to think about it's it. Without work, like he was clearly at practice. And I don't know what could have happened between them that made him so mad that he decided to pull her to the side like she was a kid and beat the hell out of her. Beat her up and down the steps. To me, that was a hard video to watch because he literally beat her up and down the steps. She was a kid. Yeah. And when you watch a show like, um, what is the rock show on HBO? I watch it when it's on. It's not necessarily that good anymore, but um, Ballers. And you watch how much work. It's like watching a, a NFL version of how to get away with murder. Because you watch how much spin work they do to get the... Like in one episode, the dude went into a house that he thought was his and saw some dude, some boy, and just like like hit him in his face. Like, yeah, dog, hit him in the, yeah, hit him in the face. And it turned out it wasn't That's even his cool. house. Like they do so much fuck shit and then the ages of, and everything, huh? He having some type of react or he was having some type of issue with like his cognitive. Mm-hmm. Forget what was actually going on with him. There but, was a, there was a couple of things going on, but the whole show is about the rock spinning to get these boys out of out of trouble, and that's a lot of what agents and reps do. Um, and then you have, for whatever reason, someone decides to issue or put out a video that you already knew existed, that you had thought you had spun out of existence, but it, there it is. So, what kind of particular shit is that? Some bullshit like that. What kind of particular shit is that? <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. Um, okay, let's go on to, to more exciting what kind of shits is that. So... Tamar Braxton shaved her head. Do we give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Yeah. Um, I, feel I haven't like... seen it. I know it's you. 
Um, I'm here for it because her edges were just dying. <laughs> oh Wait, what are you waiting? I mean, I mean it's <laughs> dying. Like what she had really her edges were gone. And you know, sometimes, especially now we have better wigs and weaves nowadays, but if you've been in the industry for a long time, you were exposed to the bad weave and wig glue. And, you know, you've, we've gotten better practices as far as preserving the hair underneath weaves and wigs. Mm-hmm. But if you've been wearing weaves and wigs for 20, 15 years, um, Naomi edges, has the missing edges. It's a, it, it, if you went through that rough period, you've got some, you probably have some, some edge damage. And so really to grow back, or you need some time to just, sometimes you just got to throw the whole head away. And I get that. to And just start over. I know some people who I have known for a long, long time. And I have never seen edges on their head at all. And I don't know where their hair grows from. But I know that they come from the old school weeds where it was just like you get the pieces and you just glue it into your head. Especially when we was in college and you didn't have no real money to go to the shop. And y'all was just gluing pieces in the dorms. Yeah, most of them folks don't have edges no more. So, well, I give it a thumbs up. Some people was giving it a thumbs down because they said she kept the baby hair. And I'm just like, that splitting hair is too much. Y'all, it, it looks nice to me. Tamar, to me, I actually like it better. Um, I have not gotten to watch um, the Braxton Family Values for a couple of seasons because... We is the only app that don't let you watch their shows on the app. That's some bullshit. So I haven't seen <laughs> it in a while, but I'm sure they'll do a whole episode on it. All right. So next, I'm going to hand this next one over to B. Willis. We were hoping that you would show up to the show so we can talk about the Beyonce Tax Day um, concert tickets. So can you tell us a little bit about, you know, somebody says that Beyonce has a habit of putting or putting out consort to her tickets right at tax time. Is that fair or foul? Um Does she do that on purpose or is it just You said selling it? the tickets? No, somebody said that you know she always announces a concert tour right at tax time. Do you think she does it on purpose? Or, or is, is it I don't purpose? know. I mean if she does then that's a business move, but I'm trying to think. Her last two tours were Formation and her On the Run tour, which both occurred in the summer, and it makes sense to announce sometime in the spring. So, um... B. Willis, will you be spending your rent money on On the Run tickets? I don't pay <laughs> rent, but <laughs> I don't pay rent, but yes, I will be buying on the run ticket. Where you live where you don't pay rent? Where you paying? I live with my grandparents. I do I do pay utilities, I just don't pay rent. And okay. the utilities aren't that much, so <laughs> well, I, I saw one where the girl said that uh that she wasn't gonna go buy no on the run on the run tickets at four hundred dollars unless it came with like a meet and greet with all the original Destiny's Child, including Farrah Fawcett and Latoya. Okay, Lane. that <laughs> that was such a really stupid post. First of all, people. First of all, when people look at these um these ticket sales, it's most likely resale tickets because I was just getting floor tickets and they're only three hundred dollars. 
There are no $700 tickets unless you're getting a VIP package. And if you are complaining about you, yourself, buying a VIP package, what the fuck are you buying a VIP package for? But those are like the only the only tickets that are like from seven hundred to thousands of dollars is when you want to take your ass backstage to go meet Beyonce in person, which probably usually never happens. Like if you read the list, it's like, oh, go back there and meet her dancers and shit and ask them how it all came together. No, if I would pay thousands of dollars, I want Beyonce to touch me. I want her to hug me. I want us to talk about my life goals. I want to have a therapy session with her. Like, no. But I mean, also, if you are on the floor for freaking Beyonce, you cannot be complaining complaining that it's three hundred dollars. Like to me, in my mind, it's Beyonce and it's a floor ticket. Like the fuck, yes, it's three hundred dollars. Every other ticket is reasonable though. Like the the next level up is like two hundred dollars. The next level up is like eighty dollars. Like you cannot tell me that's not reasonable for be for a Beyonce and a Jay Z. They were all starting from. The girls rant. I thought they were starting off at like four hundred dollars. But then somebody no, told me no. But if you go in like Dallas for like two hundred or something. No, if you go on or if you go on Ticketmaster right now, it's resale tickets. Yes, that are at, that are fucking ridiculous. There's a floor ticket that I was just now looking at. That's eight hundred dollars when it was three hundred dollars the original price. That's not Beyonce's. T- that's not her pricing. Those are resale people. Random, and I feel like it's bots because I swear to God, it was it was t- took me it's taking me forever to get these tickets. But like people will go in there, buy Beyonce tickets, and resell them immediately for five hundred percent more than what they were costing. Like it's nosebleed seats that's costing two hundred dollars when when they when they originally went on sale, they were literally like it's like sixty dollars. Like come on. So people would like crack me up, but also, yeah, if you buying a VIP package and you not meeting Beyonce, then in my mind, like you shouldn't have bought that VIP package. Like, no, I, if if I'm gonna buy something that's called VIP, I need Beyonce got to kiss me. Like I like, it it gotta be something extra. I'm not paying thousands of dollars and I'm never going to see her or she just going to wave at me through a glass window. Mm Mm-mm. No, thank I you. I think the the best plan I heard was the person that said that instead of buying a ticket, you go get a job at the at the stadium where she's working at, and then halfway through the show, just quit. And I think <laughs> that I'll go get me a job at Levi Stadium because I know that's where she's probably gonna be out here. That's where she always go, and then just quit. It makes sense to me. Um, I saw that of, too and thought it was funny. It's, it, it, hey, for a person like me who I'm not a huge Beyonce fan, but I like nice shows and I don't really go to big concerts no more. I like intimate venues. But I mean, hell, if I can get me a job and get a, I'll uh, stop y'all from smoking weed or whatever y'all gonna do at the Beyonce show. If you get me in for free, I don't see no problem with it. Um, <laughs> speaking of, of pop black princesses, Snapchat then lost 600, an estimated 600 million, or I forgot what the actual number is. No, 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 it's one was. billion. One billion. One billion. Because they are stupid. No, yeah, it was updated. Because they are stupid. <laughs> so Snapchat posted a filter for a game called Would You Rather, and they had two filters. One said, Would You Rather, I forgot what the Chris Brown was. And it was like, why are y'all so dumb? Like, Wait, how... say it again because you cut out it. What was it? Would you rather? Either slap Rihanna or punch Chris Brown. 
Right. That's like, are you guys super dumb or like? It's like what we what I said when we were talking about little Zan or whatever it was. This is what they think about you. Like they don't even. That is a whole domestic violence case that y'all are turning into a joke. But lucky her, she is Rihanna, so she went on Instagram. Aha! She went on her Instagram story and told all her fans to delete Snapchat, and they all did, child. And now Snapchat is up. <laughs> and they shared it now. But listen, can I just? Can we? I'm gonna just. Can I just read out this read because me and my friends be talking about like me and um Cam's Courtney. Like we was talking about like how Rihanna. I do like her. I personally like her music, but I don't think. A whole bunch of people like her for her music. I just think people yeah. like her for what she does for the culture. And I, I fucking love Rihanna. I do. And this read that she just that she gave Snapchat was hilarious. Did y'all read this? Did y'all no, see it? Here? Read it, please. She said, "Throw Slow. the whole apology away." I fell to the ground. No, but that's not it. Okay, so she said, <laughs> she said, "Now Snapchat, oh bull, <laughs> all caps." Now, Snapchat, I know you already know you ain't my fave app out there. <laughs> but I'm just trying to figure out what the point was with this mess. I love to call it ignorance, but I know you ain't that dumb. You spent money to animate something that would intentionally bring shame to domestic violence victims and made a joke of it. This isn't about my personal feelings because I don't have much of them. Dot, dot, dot. But all the women, children, and men that have been victims of domestic violence in the past... And especially the ones who haven't made it out yet. You let us down. Shame on you. Throw the whole appology away. Bitch. <laughs> she said, it's not about my personal feelings because I don't have much of them. Like, I died. I was on the floor hollering. <laughs> it's just hilarious. She read them. Oh, she my God. She read a God. whole app. She read a whole app. Yes. And like they lost $1 app. billion. Dollars. Yes. What, what kind of pissed me off about the whole thing was like people were trying to compare this to like saying like Snapchat was over or whatever like a few months ago. I'm like, I didn't even hear about that. And whatever she was talking about probably had nothing to do with anything like relevant. Something doesn't mean it's over, but Rihanna doing this? Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like, well, you know what I got to say. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. What kind of shit is that? That's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to say. So we're going to move on. Moving on, y'all. Moving on. People all over the world. It's sad. And it's a sad, sad day. I saw a video um, that Not Carlton Banks made to commemorate this day. And it was called Lily Goes to the Toys R Us Funeral. So, Toys R Us is closing. Now, it's not closing all of its doors, but most of the Toys R Us that you see around are actually closing. Like, they're only literally keeping a handful of them open. Um, and they're going to closing the stores and actually liquidating the assets because Toys R Us is going into bankruptcy. Um, so, not only are they going into bankruptcy, they have put out all the information as to what do you do. Because people just, it just was Christmas. People got Toys R Us gift cards. So, you have to use your Toys R Us gift cards, which will only be honored for the next 30 days. Um, if you had a gift registry, the company says it will maintain its online registries and web stores for the next few weeks. Um, but those assets may be attractive to potential buyers. So they're thinking about liquidating that. Um, 
people asking can they return set the toys arrest i mean the obvious answer is no um it says all <laughs> items purchased before closing sales begin may still be returned but you know food's gonna try and purchase them at the close out and then return them but it's just a sad sad well, thing. go ahead as a mom i i can count to you now i've been a mother now for three years i can I've been to Toys R Us four times in the past. I just, people were trying to say that Toys R Us failed because kids are more interested with going on YouTube, watching other kids play with toys. And it's like, eggity are you to think that? Like, how little knowledge do you have of, like, shopping debacle that is causing brick and mortar stores to go out of business amazon the takeover of discount retailers and their online presence like how how ignorant are you to even think like that's the reason why toys r us is going out of business amazon is even also currently crippling and i mean this physically crippling the u.s postal service I saw an article recently where they were talking about the the people who are bearing the, the major brunt of the growth of Amazon is the U.S. Postal because they're getting way more mail than they used to get, way more big, heavy mail. They're yeah. not getting any extra time to, to deliver it. The, the, the U.S. is not allow, allotting them money to hire more people, so it's just an extra workload that they're physically not able to bear. The U.S. Postal Service is not a government agency. I did not know that. Yeah, it's not. It's not a government agency. So, like, as far as like federal funding, they're not responsible for that. It's actually a private entity. But yes, my sister. Really? Yes, I did not know that. My sister works for the post office down in San Diego, and I did not know until she started working there that it is not ran by the government. It is not a government entity. That's why uh, I almost went out of business because they almost went out of business a while ago. It's not a government entity. It when you pay for postage, yeah. that yeah. is how they maintain their um their sales. But yes, she um works for USPS down in San Diego, and on Sundays because Amazon delivers on Sundays, she hates. This is usually all Amazon. Uh, packages and she's like this shit is super big and there's a lot of them and she was like it was just a nightmare during the holidays because people the packages come so much quicker during the holidays because of course like there's a lot of specials where you can get free shipping and free like two-day shipping if you order a certain amount of stuff so there's a lot of that going on so yes um down a lot because Amazon uses USPS, which is good for them, but bad if they're not going to have the amount of workforce needed to help maintain the deliveries. Sometimes my sister would get off at like, I also have regular shifts from like six to four or seven to five. She wouldn't, she would be doing like 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. shifts. This is like, on your feet all day, physical manual labor. Basically picking up visit, picking up huge packages and all kind of stuff that they can't. Sometimes you would need people, or because sometimes she would be done with her route, but someone who has like a heavy Amazon route would need help, so she would have to 
out and help them out. So yeah, it's it's affected them a lot. But for me personally, Toys R Us has since I've been an adult and had a child of my own things, I've probably bought more stuff online, but usually it's like I go to Target and that's where we get Caleb's toys from. Mm-hmm. And he likes Target because it's like um Target reminds me of how Kmart used to be back in the day like the one in San Leandro had that um, little Caesars in there. And, you know, they I think they might have had some groceries, too. I'm not completely sure. Like a one-stop you shop. Food. You can get clothes. You can get toys. You can play um, on a little horse outside. You know, it's... um, I just feel like toys were... And their stuff was, like, vastly overpriced. Um, mm-hmm. I they Now, they would have some good sales on, like, some clothes... So yeah, I went a couple of I went in Arizona once. Um I had some stuff and of course I had like some when I was pregnant with him, I had some shit, you know, or whatever. I can say shit now because Caleb fell asleep. Um that's why I figured he must be asleep. Well, well, there was a listing of the reasons why Toys R Us were not were not ava- was not able to avoid bankruptcy. So it wasn't huge. Debt. <laughs> you can't <laughs> avoid going broke. Right. <laughs> it wasn't huge debt. Um, when they went from when they went private in two thousand five, um, they were at, they were at about five billion dollars in liabilities, which was like a metaphorical anchor around Jeffrey the giraffe's large neck. Um, terrible timing. They filed for bankruptcy in September instead of shortly after the holiday season, which apparently is a bad thing. Um, the competitors turned up the heat, which obviously Amazon, Walmart, and Target, like you mentioned, all had major discounts that Toys R Us, that I don't know, I've never known Toys R Us to have any type of discount. The best thing I ever knew about Toys R Us was being able to go and play with the toys inside the store. That was it. They had a good, they have good, they have good Day after Christmas sales, when I bought Caleb's um, basketball hoop, thirty two dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to. It went on sale for. It was like fifty percent off, maybe forty percent off, and it was like twenty six dollars the day after Christmas. Mm-hmm. Have good sales. Um, it's just you know, like. I'm just always in Target because it's a one-stop shop for me. Yep. So it was a couple of other reasons, but you know, all in all, we are all pretty sad about Toys R Us clothes. And I mean, I haven't been there because, you know, I have no children, but I'm sure y'all all sad, so. I'm not. I mean, I want to know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just not. What the hell is wrong with y'all? Toys R Us, damn it! Like it's not because I. It's not like every time I've been. I don't have any good memories about Toys R Us. Really? I don't ever remember liking to go there. I don't ever like even when I was younger. We had the big Toys R Us, and then like right when you walk in, like that's where the video game thing was. So you could just stand there and play video games. Oh, we used to love Toys R Us, but I mean, I'm old. My so mom was not back a lot of years from Toys R Us. I just don't remember ever having any type of connection to that store, so I actually really don't care. Oh, <laughs> no. I don't remember, like, where... I feel like toys would just appear. I don't know where we ever got them. <laughs> oh, 
Like, I would get toys for, like, Christmas and my birthday, but I don't recall, like, or with my mom and buying toys. I don't remember that happening. We went to maybe maybe we was going and not buying toys. Maybe instead of getting toys, we was just let's go to the toy store and just play with the toys and then leave. That's possible. I don't really know. All right. So the next item on our agenda, we go. We, I was gonna do um um Kaya versus T S Madison, but that's just that's just a bunch of mess. Um, if for those who of you who yes, Madison, who is this? So those were the two hosts of the Queen's Court, which everybody in my timeline was watching the Queen's Court. I was the only person who just never had the time to just sit down and watch it. And by the time I became interested enough to watch it, they didn't fell out over Instagram about some some in, in club appearance they were supposed to have or something. I don't know. Um, and then Kaya gets on Facebook Live or Instagram Live, one of them, and just completely trashes T.S. Madison and... It's all a mess. You know Kaya is the one that used to sing that song, My Neck, My Neck, My Neck, My Back, right. Lick My Pussy, and My Crack. That song? Yeah. I'm kind of disappointed mm-hmm. that she turned into like a messy Instagram person because I feel like that song was so revolutionary because it was all about female pleasure mm-hmm. at a time where just men were just always talking about you're putting their dick in your mouth or whatever and <laughs> always well, having to... Th- for them. I think it's two things with that. I think it, for me, it's like kind of what I said about uh, Monique. Like, Monique didn't know what she was doing might be revolutionary until we told her it was revolutionary, right? That same thing I feel about Kaya in that song. She wasn't out there trying to make no revolutionary nothing. She was just out doing what she was doing. Um, and she had not done anything. It's so funny. In T.S. Madison's response, she's talking about how, you know, she's not going she to um, give no response to somebody who was irrelevant and she brought back to prominence. But now she had the nerve to be trying to drag her sitting in front of some 1960s wood paneling in, a, in somebody's den. I said, I'm done. I don't have nothing else to say about that. So <laughs> I, I don't. I I'm, guess I'm not, not the only person who didn't watch the Queen's Court. So. Moving Do you on. guys know the backstory behind that? Behind the show? Yeah, I mean, well, behind their whole feud. I The only thing I know is the things that I saw. So you, maybe you know a little bit more. I know that they were supposed to do some some in-club appearance. Um, and did, was it that Kaya didn't show up? One of them didn't show up or something? Is that what it was? So you know they they were doing that. You know it, it, you know before before T S Madison got on, Kaya was already doing like whatever. I don't know if she called the Queen's Court, but she was already doing this like little video type deal, whatever. I don't know what she called it. Maybe she did call the Queen's Court. And then T S Madison got on it. I like because I've been asking my cousin because he watch he's been watching from the beginning. The beginning. And um I don't know how they yeah, I don't know how they met. I he'll, he'll have to explain that to me, but TS Madison got on it and then like they were doing well for some time and then, you know, somebody, I don't know what network realized that it was doing so well that they came to them and was like we want to put y'all on a network, blah blah blah. And TS Madison was all for it and Kaya was like no thank you. Um, Cause she was like, by the time it get through everybody's hands, it's not gonna be mine anymore. And uh, 
So this is the part. This is the part where I'm a little fuzzy on. I don't. I I have to ask my cousin again. Something like how she how she basically she said no, and T. S. Madison still wanted to do it. I'm not sure if she gave T. S. Madison a go ahead or she was just like I don't care, girl. And T. S. Madison like started. She like took the name and trademarked it. And like wanted to go ahead and do this thing with the network, and this is why they're feuding now because Kai didn't want to do it, and now they're like button heads with each other. So it kind of came from that. So like but, Caleb decided he wanted to do the C Dub show, and I was like, "Go ahead, Caleb. I mean, you do got C in your name." And then I got mad. Well, well, I don't <laughs> think that that's a that's the part I'm fuzzy on. I'm gonna have to get clarification. I don't know if Kaya told T.S. Madison it was was okay. She never wanted to do it. So I don't know T.S. Madison. I don't know if her claim is that T.S. Madison stole it or like and trademarked. Like when T.S. Madison trademarked Queen's Court, she did it like just under her name. It wasn't her and Kaya, but it was but it wasn't hers at first either. It was Kaya's. Like she created there whatever. Was, I know there was definitely some sort of falling out that happened at some appearance with a promoter because there was a promoter that was in the midst. Something I don't know if that was the, mm-hmm. toward the, the in the descent where you know they had decided to make this appearance and the promoter was talking about how I think it was uh, Kaya was that was just trashing the promoter. One of them didn't show up. I don't know. It's a it's a mess. I've never seen the show. All I've seen is, is Kaya's video trying to trash T.S. Madison, which was incredibly transphobic. Um, and mm-hmm. it's one. And for me, it was one of those That's things. So once again, yeah, once again, where you don't know, you got transphobes in your midst, gay transphobes in your midst, until you <coughs> post something and say, "Hey, Kaya's gay." Hmm. Kaya's gay. No, no, no. I'm saying that. In my po- in my timeline, when I posted it, and I said, oh. "Are y'all gonna trash her for all this transphobia?" And somebody was like, "Well, how was it transphobia? She was speaking the truth." And w- we went round and round and said, "So basically, you're upset because you think that she's just being truthful by using calling T. S. Madison out of her preferred gender pronouns and misgendering her and telling her personal business and talking about her personal body parts. That's okay." And we never heard from that person again. When we we basically said you're basically upset that we are not supporting your transphobia, but that I didn't get through mm-hmm. the transphobic part because that that was like a full three minutes. Like she, when I say um, gave her personal information, gave her personal information off of her driver's license, talked about her, you know, her physical body parts, talked about all every type of transphobic thing you can say about a person. She said it in the first three minutes. So. Yeah, I watched the whole video. It wasn't pretty. Now you're going to make me go back and watch the rest of it, B. Willis. Because if you saw it, I need to see it, too. So, so it was, so it was T.S. Bad. Madison is a trans woman? Yes, T.S. Madison mm-hmm. is trans. <laughs> Look, we all went silent, like... So she decided to like get on and she decided that by by misgendering her that was her talk about they want to go they either want to go transphobic or homophobic when they don't have a response and that's what I told the person I was well you don't know what what her intention was I didn't know that you sat down and talked to her I said she didn't have no other reason to disclose her personal information to wantingly dis misgender her except for to to be 
um transphobic that was the whole point was to basically to discredit her by being transphobic which doesn't make sense only a hateful person actually thinks that makes sense you know what else makes that video just horrible she was supposed to be reading t.s madison but she had notes and as someone who, <laughs> as someone who when it's time to be petty and when it's time to read someone else you know, enjoys that artistry because it is an it is a it talent. Is an um, why the fuck do you have notes? That's number one, and number two, you sound elementary as hell. Like it, it like her, just looking down at her notes and then saying these elementary ass transphobic jokes that she was making. Right. And why do you still have a penis? Don't you need to get the whole transformation? Such and such and bull BS. I was just like, not only is this transphobic and ignorant, but also it's just like, it is not, it's just like stuff a two-year-old would say. It's stuff, just you couldn't, like any basic you couldn't come harder than that, music. Kaya. Yeah. I mean, God damn, if you're going to come out the side of your neck, you couldn't come harder than that. It's Jesus. homophobes that get into a a, a a thread with gay people and say, he made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Really? That's the best that you can do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, and then one thing that T.S. Madison, people were talking about how T.S. Madison read her back. I said, the stuff that T.S. Madison, that was, that wasn't a read. That was just facts. Like like Mother Dorian Corey said on Paris is Burning. There's a difference between <clears throat> reading and shade. Re- shade came from reading. Shade is not is not a read. That's just facts. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. All right. So we getting down to the wire in our what kind of shit is that? But this is my this I think this is my favorite one. I, I think this is my favorite one. So Tiffany Pollard, also known to all of us in the interwebs as New York from Flavor of Love and I Love New York, um, was on a recent season of Big Brother. And on this recent season, she had an issue or had a situation where she was having a heart to heart with the widow who wasn't at that time the widow. She come, becomes the widow in this clip of David Bowie. Um, where he dis- she discloses to her that David died. And you just need to, I want you to listen to this clip because it is the most <clears throat> blackest response to someone dying that you will ever hear. Hold on. She and Tiffany are in the kitchen. Nancy, I like your hair. Thank you, sweetie. The black rib- ribbons. Are you okay? I- I'm fine, honey. Okay. And you're looking at me and you are looking deep. Yeah. You got it? Yeah. You know I wouldn't be in this condition if it was just a cold. Okay. Okay. Let's go over here. Tiffy, you gotta do me a favor. Anything. You can't say a word. Nothing. David's dead. No, he's not. (laughs) You can't. You can't. You can't do that. (laughs) What? What the f*** is that? Are you serious? Sit down. Sit down. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Sit down. Sit down. Stop it. Stop it. They're all going to know. You got to stop. Okay. I know you didn't smell I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Come on. Come on. Come on. No, no. You were playing. I know you're joking. I would never joke. Oh my gosh. Wait. Wait. Oh gosh. Okay. This is just a joke. It's gotta be. Are you crazy? Would I do something like that to you? <laughs> Are you serious? 
Okay, 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 okay. What happened? What happened? It just happened now. Wow. Cancer. And you gotta please stay calm, please. Oh my gosh. Oh my and gosh. I, this is not what I planned to do. Oh my do. gosh. I, I was not oh gonna say gosh. anything, but. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, okay. We, we gotta get everybody together. We can't. Please, okay, I, I can't do I'm that. I'm not gonna be able to not. No, I can't do that, honey. I, I can't do that right oh now. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I feel sick. <laughs> Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I need a drink. I need a drink. Oh, God. I this is drink. not going well. I need a drink. Uh -uh. Big brother, I'm in trouble. Everybody, come, come. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't keep this a secret. Oh, great. I can't keep it a secret. She told me not to tell anybody. What's all? What's happening now? What's the matter, Oh, great. She told me something, and I have to say it. I can't. I can't. I, I'm not able to not say anything. Sit down. Oh my God. I thought. I hope she's just joking, but she says she's not. Yes. told me that David is dead. Yes. David. David. She said he just died, and I can't hold this in by myself. No. Oh, you gotta help. So after. This whole fiasco. Wait a minute. <laughs> Question. Isn't that, is, the, is that not old or what? It it's is David. Old. What it, is it, happening? It's old. And I'm about to tell you, it yeah. is old. And I'm so, so it's confused. A, it's, a, it's a couple of years old. So she was in the big brother house with David Bowie's um, widow, her his ex-wife. And so she was, they were in the house the day that David Bowie died. And he died in what, 2016? So this is a couple of years old. Um, and the reason that she was freaking out is because there was another member of the house whose name was David. So first of all, you got to see David. I wish that y'all could see this video because you got to see David Bowie's ex-wife with these, uh, Pippi Longstock and ponytails in her head looking like, uh, who shot baby Jane and they both look crazy and while she's telling her this. So Tiffany freaks out because she thinks that David is dead. And so she goes running through the house to tell all the rest of the housemates that David is dead. David is dead. And they're like, What? David's dead? Where's David? So they run up to the room. Now, the thing about it, the reason why this is a news item now is because a museum in Brooklyn has decided to create a Tiffany Pollard exhibit. And it's called David's Dead, a celebration of Tiffany Pollard. And it from it, it's going on until June the 3rd. So she has become part of an exhibit. I say good for her. The, the Brooklyn Museum, which is best known for its Tanya Harding versus Nancy Kerrigan exhibit, will open David's Dead, a celebration of Tiffany Pollard on May 18th, and it will what? run through June the 3rd. <laughs> wait, wait, but you got to see. Wait, wait, hold on, because you got to get to the the next part of the, the, Tiffany Pollard is the most she's hilarious, but she be so serious. Like, she's so serious, but she is hilarious. But wait, hold on, because there's more. Wait, there's more. Now, where is she now? She's in the dining room. She needs to be taken out. Oh, my God. I thought he died. Oh. Speaking ill of other people like that is sick. Oh, my God. Surely to God she wouldn't have Oh, my gosh. Why the f*** would she do that to me? Come on. She started giving me this look like I was a... An idiot because I looked, I had all my eyes, you know, look like I've been crying. And I thought that she thought it was because I was sick and that I was so weak and stupid that I was crying because I was sick. 
So it just goes on and on. I just thought it was hilarious that they were going to actually give her a an exhibit. She has, I think that of all the 15 minutes of fame people, I don't think anyone has milked their 15 minutes longer than Tiffany Pollard, except for maybe Andrew Caldwell, who I do watch religiously on his Facebook live feed because he's hilarious. You guys know who Andrew Caldwell is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I watch him religiously. Sister he, Andrew Caldwell. Cause... Mother. Mother and oh, it's mother now. Yes, mother. And I didn't Caldwell. know. He, I didn't know he had elevated in status. You know, it's it's easy to elevate in the the fake apostolic church. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what Andrew is. Um, but yeah, okay, that was the second to last. We do have one more. What kind of shit is that? Just one more. I recently read online. Someone thought that they solved a mystery. I, since we can't see video, I can't show it to you guys so you guys can, can get your opinion. But maybe if you can think real hard, you can give me your opinion. Someone who had to have been high when they said this decided that they had solved the mystery of how Craig from Friday lost his job. They said that if you like, if you look at the beginning, when Ezel is running down the street, he was running with boxes. Ezel was the one that stole the boxes. I said, no, that's not possible. It's not it's not realistic in the narrative. Do you guys think that Ezel stole the boxes and made Craig lose his job? We I don't have, even remember. I have to watch it. Oh yeah, I have to see it again. I had to rewatch Friday because I don't even remember that scene. And which oh. one is Ezel? The one with the who got his chain taken? No, Ezel is the crackhead. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, how he gonna steal boxes if he a crackhead? I don't exactly. understand. I don't know. I'm telling you, whoever said that must have been high. I said, I said, me being the nerd that I am. So up here, act like crackheads don't steal. No, I said. No, no, I mean, but how did he get access to the job if he, if he always on the street, either getting cracked or sucking somebody dick? <laughs> like I just listen that. <laughs> listen, no, we we gonna take the high road, and I'm gonna tell you exactly why Ezel did not steal the boxes. Okay, listen. Ezel was running down the street with the boxes when Craig woke up already jobless. He had already lost his job. So unless Ezel had enough presence of mind to take the steal the boxes last night, hide them somewhere, and then somebody came looking for him, and that's why he was running down the street. But we know Ezel. He didn't have that kind of presence of mind. He was too busy out smoking crack and pissing in people's yards. So I just thought that was funny. You guys clearly don't think it's as hilarious as me, and that is okay. <laughs> and, and that is alright I don't have a problem with that but you know what most people want to borrow sugar or even ketchup you want to borrow my car hell no that, that's all I have to say about that alright folks as you can see this was really a a eh, kind of a lazy show kind of a you know getting ready for next week's show because next week's show is the live show it's not going to be live it's not going to be live in Oakland, folks. I said that it would be live in Oakland, even had to be live at the West Oakland Bar Station, but um, it'd be going down at the West Oakland Bar Station, and I'm not coming out to the West <laughs> Oakland Bar Station with my laptop and my iPad. Y'all going to have me outside at the Metro? Y'all going to have me outside the Oakland Metro recording <laughs> with y'all niggas? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. It, it that's like me. That's like y'all coming to Baltimore and me saying, yeah, we're going to record live in Mondawmin. <laughs> so y'all know what my domin is but anybody from baltimore that listening to this you get that joke 
I said it as a joke. I wasn't gonna really have it be going down in West Oakland Bar Station. I don't want I don't want you to come to West Oakland and something happen to you. Your mama would never forgive me for that. And I seen your mama. Your mama okay. is. I love your mama. By the way, no. First of all, I I I park and take every day for work. It is not that bad, everyone. It is really not. It's not. We be going down at West Oakland Bar Station. I used to live in West Oakland, right? With the cops. The cops be the ones having the shit go down the way it do. That is true. Now, that's true. Spoken like a true nigga. (laughs) (laughs) Spoken like a true nigga. I wouldn't have been worried if y'all wouldn't have been worried being with y'all. The fact that I'm black and I'm with y'all, like I wouldn't have been worried because I'm usually not worried in black ratchet areas. I'm more concerned if like I'm black in a white slash gentrified area because that's when I like I, I I could probably get killed. But surprisingly enough, when I'm in like you know black ghetto areas, I'm a little bit more at ease. <laughs> yes, because you know what to so do. You, to, you know go. what to watch for. You know what mm-hmm. about to go down with. Is the all white area? So, hmm. I said I live in the all white area. So, where you live at, Courtney? Rockridge. Oh, I used to spend a lot of time in Rockridge. I got some. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. White poon over here. Since... You know what? Oh, when you wasn't on the line, B Willis, I told Courtney. I said. Uh, B. Willis talking about I'm going off and having uh going up to, going off to parties, special parties. But I've been seeing some people who I know that you know here in Oakland who we getting it getting it in at the party. What you too. mean a special party? Her special, special party. party, you know, special parties, you know, special. Wait, what? I'm sorry, I'm missing something cut out. What? What you say? The orgies, girl. The orgies. Not- <laughs> oh, I'm like I'm so lost. What are you talking about? Okay, so what is what did I say? <laughs> Nothing. We'll have to discuss this offline now. We can't discuss it here. Oh Lord. But yes, anyway, folks, next week we B Willis will be here in the Bay Area and we will be having a live show. It's just gonna be me, B Willis, and Courtney and Caleb though. And we we'll spend a lot of time trying to keep Caleb away from the cat here at my house because I don't want it to be going down with him and the cat. But you guys will be able to. There's a cat. Yeah, there's a cat. There's a cat here. Yeah, that's that's all we're gonna say about that. Only. I don't know if he'll bother the cat. He doesn't. Tell him. No be like, hi, cat. Don't even do that. Just look the other way. Don't even say hi, cat. No. Nope. Mm-mm. Don't do that either. But you all will hear this very soon. And if you are following us on our Facebook page, you'll get to see the live stream of the show. And maybe when we take B. Willis to on the ghetto tour of the Bay Area, maybe we'll try to live stream that too. <laughs> I don't want to scream nothing that might get us in trouble. So, Anything B. Willis. Us in trouble. We're nice people who. Did you go to church today? And you know, <laughs> that means no. <laughs> B. Willis, where can the people find you on in the Um, you can find me. Wait, what? <laughs> what did she say? Okay, anyway, where can we find you in the interwebs, B. Willis? <laughs> you can find me at. Hey, Miss Willis, in most places. I don't even know if I should say this because. My coworkers found some of my articles 
And you know oh, my Lord. shits is like real radical. I've been trying to separate my work life from everything else and the shit's starting to bleed together. But it's at Hayden Miss Willis. <laughs> Everywhere. Across all How'd they find it? Across all platforms. And Courtney, where can the people find you and Caleb? Um, in the streets. No, uh, you can find me on Twitter at short Courtney. You can find me on Instagram at underscore short Courtney. You can find Caleb. Um, if you want to wish him a happy birthday for his, basically we take over all of March. His <laughs> IG, um, it's the Caleb collection and wish him a happy birthday. Also, thank me on my Instagram for giving birth to him because <laughs> I, and now he's here. So, also, you should thank me. To okay. him. I'm so excited about seeing Caleb. Is he still going to be sick by the time I come? That's the question. But he still has his energy, but he also probably won't talk to you. So, yeah, there's that. <sighs> them damn Pisces men. So goddamn emotional. He's going to have a funky attitude, and then he's going to be, like, feeling himself because it's, like, his birthday party, so he's just going to think that he's such a fucking cool he's person. Shit. Well, so cool. you, well, I'm so excited. Well, you can find me on Instagram as The Nocturnal Project. You can find me on Twitter as C-Dub The Host. You can find me on Facebook either <clears throat> as Dub Carolyn or Carolyn R. Y. Singer. You can find the C Dub Show across all platforms. That will be Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the C Dub Show. Or you can email us at the C Dub Show at gmail.com. So that is our show for today. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. bye, everybody. Mm -hmm. Or maybe not bye. This has just been a crazy show. Okay, now bye. <laughs> bye, everybody. <laughs> the re report. <laughs> what kind of shit is that? Brother Freeze, man's disputed and deep booted. Folks smoke and leaves your brains booted. This bad MC with stamina like Bruce Jenner, the winner takes an MCs for dinner. You're crazy like that glue. That think that you can outdo my one two. That's sick like the flu. Shake them down, boy. I flip, boy, all the time. Cause boy, trying to kick an eight worth a dime. Seems like there's no competition in this rap world expedition. You come around and knock you out position. Knock them out. No flame. You could ever dig a grave over the Mac. Power pack and black make you see men crap. And here comes a brand new flavor in your head. Back to brand new flavor in your head. Here comes a brand new flavor in your head. Time for new flavor in your head. I'm kicking new flavor in your head. Back to brand new flavor in your head. Here comes a brand new flavor in your head. Time for new flavor in your head. I'm kicking new flavor in your head. Back to brand new flavor in your head. The C-Dub Show.